this is Gray Man Media Content. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast. I'm your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, D.B. Cooper. And Devin Gray. I mean, we don't know though. So live on... What the fuck? This is the opening! <laughs> Let's take a bite! I've climbed into the hills. I, I would... I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. FBI, open up! One type is about three feet tall. Very dark. Not humanoid at all. Yeah, lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth. Little grey men. Little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. So, D.B. Cooper is live on the air now. Um, no, I, I got to make a confession to you, man. I, I know I, I teased that in the intro. I'm not D.B. Cooper. No, but this guy is. Hey, D.B., how you doing? Well, I'm doing just fine, boy. <laughs> how are we doing today? Well, I, 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 I guess we're doing okay. I mean... I feel like D.B. Cooper probably would have had like a Pan-American kind of accent. Like, uh, Well, I don't know what you mean by that, Sonny. Do I sound like I'm on old-time radio? <laughs> I don't I'm understand your fancy contraptions you got here, boy. Ask not what your country can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I kind of imagine him like, you know, uh, 70s Bond, maybe. Ooh. Maybe a little 70s Bond. Because, I mean, D.B. Cooper mm. was very James Bond. Was he? He was. I mean, his whole plan here and everything he did was just very spyfall. That's what I'm saying. Spyfall? Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended because he fell out of a plane. Right, right, right. Right, 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 right. So, okay, all right. So, D.B. Cooper. All I know really about D.B. Cooper is he stole a bunch of money, um, and then he, like, did he hijack a plane or did he did, or did he so, get one from ransom so from FBI? We'll we'll get we'll we'll cover that. Okay. Well, let's let's start with his biography then. Okay. In 1971, DB Cooper hijacked a flight for a $200,000 ransom. Mm, that's what it was. Okay. That's it. Then disappeared after parachuting from the plane. And then the case remains the only unsolved commercial airline jacking airline hijacking in history did you ever see that movie um without a paddle yeah <laughs> fucking love that yeah it was a really funny movie if anyway if you haven't seen it it's i'd say it's like out of 10 it's it's probably like a six it's 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 only okay but it but it does have a db cooper reference in it which i thought was pretty funny it, it really is funny that there's a lot of db cooper references in pop culture oh yeah dude the dude pulled it off right you that's what that everybody <sighs> Well, yeah, the dude pulled it off, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody wishes yeah, that they could a, get away with. Successful fucking. What, what year ransom. was this? I'm, I'm going to do the conversion. 1971. Okay, I'm going to. Yeah, I was interested read. about the conversion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds good in post. <laughs> no, you you go ahead and start with the some. Of okay, the sure. So uh, okay, sure. The two hundred. Okay, the two hundred thousand dollar <laughs> ransom. I mean, that's crazy, Devin. That would be in today's money like. You're an ass. 1972. One. One million three hundred forty-one thousand seven hundred eight dollars and sixty-four cents. Yeah, so not very much money, but uh, good for him. <laughs> I mean, it's a, a price increase of five hundred seventy or five hundred seventy 
point eighty five percent. So that's. But why that specific number is what I'm curious about. What, like the two hundred thousand. Yeah, why wouldn't he ask for a million back then? Well, two hundred thousand was probably a lot back then, right? There might have been like a certain amount that he knew that the insurance company was like insured against, so he knew to ask for a specific amount. It's funny you bring that up because I think there's a theory about him working in insurance. Oh, that's fucking. So he might have. I mean, I saw I a know. documentary one time about it, but I can't remember. But I'm sure we'll cover it in oh. today's episode. All right. Yeah, because we've literally read one line, and uh, I have so many thoughts already. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one today, and I'm feeling good. How are you feeling this week? Bro, I'm great. Yeah? I'm feeling really good today. I, I just feel like, you know, I've accomplished so much since last week's episode, Devin. It's just, it's really astonishing how much I've done in the past few hours. I mean, a few days. I ran my fastest mile this week. I saw it, dude. That's actually, no, it's not... You probably would have double-timed that if you were actually on a treadmill. That is insane. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I did. A, I beat it by 14 seconds. It was pretty good. You ran. Uh, just so you know, this man. I'm a big guy. I'm, he's, he's decent. This, he's decent as, big. Of, as of this morning, I'm 263 pounds. I hate you. Of, of, of muscle. No muscle. No, it's, pure muscle. <laughs> Lots of muscle, a little bit of jello. A lot of lard. Uh, <laughs> On an elliptical, you ran a mile in seven minutes and you know four fifty odd seconds. That's Olympic. It's not. No, eight minutes is average. Devin, yeah. you to make the track team, I had to run a <laughs> ten minute mile. Yeah, well, that's yeah. You ran a seven minute mile on yeah, elliptical. I'm, that's I, seven minutes mile it's on not stairs. A seven, I've got it. I've got to run fifty seconds faster for a seven minute mile, sir. Devin, you basically did that on <laughs> stairs. You were a stairway to heaven, my guy. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I'm thinking more of a highway to help myself. but <laughs> Well, you know, whichever road takes you. But you know what? The thing is, that's crazy, Devin. I just think, uh, you know what? You and D.B. Cooper have a lot in common because he had to do a right? lot of running. I bet he did. Full circle. Brought it back around. <laughs> he had to do a whole lot of running. So in 1971, D.B. Cooper, as we said before, hijacked a plane for a ransom of $200,000 for the today's price of over a million and a half or a quarter, something like that. A million and a quarter. Now, the man who became known as D.B. Cooper used a bomb threat to hijack a flight from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington, which mm. is a pretty short flight, right? I mean, that's not that far. No. Pretty so, domestic. So, interesting that he wanted to stay regionally located, and he mm. wouldn't do that on a transcontinental flight. Um, but also to note... On November 24, 1971, after the jet landed in Seattle, passengers disembarked. And this is back when planes still landed on runways and you had to go down the stairs and all yeah, that other shit. Right. Um, as the passengers disembarked, though, uh, and $200,000 was placed on board this plane, along with parachutes requested by the hijacker, the plane then took off for Mexico City. Wow. Mid-flight. Cooper jumped off the plane and subsequently disappeared. The well, FBI has spent years investigating the case. Well, he probably jumped out of the plane right now, off the plane. Okay, fair. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so the FBI... The FBI... Respect my heart. <laughs> the FBI spent years investigating the case, which was called uh, Norjack. Or the Northeast or Northwest hijacking, for short. Way to be original fucking FBI. And $5,800 of the ransom money was actually recovered 
Mm. The hijacker was never identified, and in 2016, the FBI said it was closing its investigation on the D.B. Cooper case officially. Damn, D.B., that five grand probably cost you like $100,000. Yeah, but you know whatever he did with that money, he flipped it back, got it back. I guarantee it. So through the decision. He died on impact. (laughs) They would have found him. Maybe. It isn't a big forest, isn't it? No, well, it's somewhere between uh, Seattle and New Mexico. There's probably a lot of space where he could have jumped. So, exactly. So, they might not have found him. I'm sure somebody would have found somebody. Uh, Kodiak Bear got him. And the money? The Kodiak Bear got him. So, the Kodiak Bear just yeah, on all that Kodi- money? Well, the Kodiak saw it as a salad. Why Why wouldn't it be grizzly? Well, Kodiak is Or wintergreen. I don't know what a wintergreen is. Is that like a... Is that a Oh, gross. I'm making a tobacco joke. That's nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. That's nasty. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. Um, so, though this decision didn't really dim public interest in D.B. Cooper as the FBI hoped it would, uh, this is still the most sought-after uh, unsolved mysteries in U.S. history. Bro, you want to, like, go anywhere between Seattle and Mexico City and try like to right find now? Yeah. D.B. Fucking Cooper's? yes. <laughs> Let's go find that shit, man. No way, right? Start knocking on every home. There's, Dude, there's not homes, man. It's dude, like that a, was so long ago, it's all gone. It's forest, man. If you tried to spend any of those dollars right now, it, w- it wouldn't work. You couldn't take that currency. Listen, I know what the American dollar says on it, and it says it's good for all debts. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they outdate notes, right? Yeah, you just take them to a... To a treasury department and you get them changed out with she was she actually they're probably worth more now oh oh yeah i bet there's some little grandma in idaho somewhere with fucking db cooper's money and just be like and if you could prove that it was db cooper's money well then they're worth so much more it's yeah no actually it would be worthless because the government would take it back there's got to be a statute of limitations there's not (laughs) god damn it this is bullshit. Uh, recently, somebody I know got a COVID relief fund uh, over the COVID season. Um, you know, <laughs> over the COVID season. <laughs> during the COVID season. That's how normal this shit is! Get your vaccine! <laughs> <laughs> they had a COVID relief fund, and then the government said, okay, we need that money back now, and now their account is negative $600. Hmm. And mine yeah, is negative two. You can't, you can't fuck with the IRS. I need some call. F- I need some. What did he say? <laughs> kafafi. Go make some kafafi. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a cup of kafafi. Ah. All right, give me a second. Okay. I, I won't be able to comment, so stop whenever you need me to. <laughs> just, just stop now, then. Well, you said kafafi. You were thinking of the kafafi, but it's good. Kafafi. This is bonus content. Kafafel. Kafafel. <laughs> oh, I love falafel. <laughs> All part of script. <laughs> the script. That's fucking rich. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. This coffee is fucking delicious. It is. I added a little bit of Red Bull to mine. I put a little bit of the blueberry syrup. Oh, it's got a nice not little, too bad. Little blueberry. I'm running with the bulls. Blueberry. Blueberry. <laughs> so, like I said, you know that guy, D.B. Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On November 24th, 1971, a man calling himself Dan Cooper 
At the time, proof of identity was not required by airlines to enter and or board an aircraft. Paid $18.52 in cash for a one-way ticket from Portland to Seattle. On Northwest Orient Airlines, flight 305. On board the Boeing jet, he had a bourbon and soda. My kind of man. Smoked cigarettes and gave the flight attendant a note that said he had a bomb. What a fucking G. Fucking gangster. <laughs> what a G. I'll have a whiskey and a cigarette and I got a bomb. <laughs> what you gonna do now, bitch? And then he slapped her ass. He showed the attendant the briefcase <laughs> containing wires and red sticks. The plane's captain was made aware of the hijacker's demands and $200,000 in $20 bills, as well as four parachutes. Okay. Now, here's the question. Uh-huh. I know you're going to ask it, too. What is the question? Also, the Red Bull was a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> why four parachutes? If he's the only one left on the plane. That isn't what I was going to ask, but I am interested now. See, I'm curious. There is no answer to this. This is part oh, of the mystery. Oh, what the fuck? There is no answer. I didn't even think about it. That's confirmed? That's that's what he asked for? Mm-hmm. Four parachutes. $200,000 in $20 bills and four parachutes. What a weird... Maybe to throw 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 everything off? Like, maybe to make them... But they would have had eyewitness accounts. They would have... the. Captain and everybody would have been like, no, he was working alone. So the people who describe eyewitnessing him, very vague. Very Yeah, but they would have noticed more than one person jumping out of the plane, right? Well, see, that's the thing. After he landed, as we previously discussed, after he landed and received the $200,000, all the other passengers got offboarded from the plane. The only person that was in the plane left was the captain, was the captain potentially the co-pilot, and maybe a flight attendant. So, that's four people, including D.B. Cooper. Now, here's my question. Were they all in on it? Um, well, what happened to them afterwards? Let's find out. All right. <clears throat> well, didn't you have a question? Well, no, I was going to... Well, my question was I didn't, I didn't understand how he got the money. I assumed that he landed, but I... Yeah, it was just a part of. So the they story landed though. in. Uh, I, th- I have to go back and look. I think they said they landed in Seattle. Yeah. So uh, getting the money and the parachutes ready took a couple of hours. So the flight circled in the air, and then after after making it to Seattle, thirty six passengers and two crew members disembarked in the exchange for the ransom. The plane staffed by four remaining crew members, two pilots, a flight engineer, and a flight attendant. Mm, so someone was going to die. Somebody died for sure. Because <laughs> he only got four and there's five of them. Yeah. You, you, you're doing the simple math. It doesn't add so, up. <laughs> a, a flight engineer. Why would one of those be on an airplane? I don't know. That doesn't sound very common. So I'm suspicious of that one. Also, flight attendant. Sexy little side piece. <laughs> James Bond, come on. You've seen the you've movies. You've seen the movies. You know about <laughs> Skyfall. I'll take my martini shaken and not stirred. Now, hop out of this airplane with me, honey. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. I think definitely one of the flight attendants. Now, then there's the two pilots. So, here's the rub. Maybe. Uh, the rub. The rub. <laughs> Maybe it was D.B. Cooper, one of the pilots, the flight attendant, and the flight engineer. Hmm. 
So I'm thinking, you thinking the either the senior was... pilot or the co-pilot, potentially. You thinking the flight attendant was maybe BB Cooper, huh? Deep mm. Dick Cooper. What? Whoa! <laughs> I was going balls deep. <laughs> no, baby. Oh, BB Cooper. Baby Cooper. Damn it. BB. Yeah, I went a little more PG than you did. <laughs> balls deep. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, that's, that's plausible. So, and then somebody had to fly that fucking plane. Wait, then where was CD? Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so somebody had to fly the plane, right? <laughs> Skate it. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody has to. Yeah. How so, are they going to get to Mexico City? So the other four people jumped, and then the plane had to be landed I mean, I guess they could have bailed the plane and let it crash into whatever, but maybe they weren't trying to commit homicide. Well, not only that, but then that would have given the FBI a giant glowing beacon of, as to where they the roughly... The path and yeah, shit? Yeah, where they yeah, roughly yeah. Landed. Uh, so, it says here that the two, flyli- two pilots, a flight engineer and a flight attendant... Ah, uh, the flylets drinking their cuff coffee. Yes. Flylets. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. <laughs> it's all this kafafi. It's all the kafafi. I'm just tongue-tied. And I'm swollen. <laughs> they took off from Mexico City, and Cooper demanded the jet fly lower than 10,000 feet at a speed of two under 200 knots, which is roughly about the right amount of space that you would need for you to bail out of an aircraft safely. 200 knots, that's like... Under 10,000 feet and 200 knots, or less than 200 knots. That's like 198 more than my shoes. So aircrafts usually fly, and you might want to fact check this too, I believe between 400 and 500 knots average. I was just playing flight simulator yesterday. You should know this. this. (laughs) You're a pilot, Devin. (laughs) I have less less than an hour in a simulator. Devin, I invented the airplane. I I invented the aeroplane. (laughs) It's been a while since we made that reference. (laughs) Also, I'm mad about that flight sim because I love flight sims. Bro, bro. It's fun. I hate you. <laughs> I have to buy a seven hundred dollar piece of equipment to just fucking play that game. Um, I mean, if you found an Xbox S just outright, you could buy one for like three hundred bucks at Walmart. I don't have that. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. I, yeah, you're broke. That's yeah. just accept it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. You'll get one. Look up the knots. The knots. It's like one hundred ninety eight more than my shoes. My shoes have no knots. You're wearing, like, house shoes, my Actually, guy. Actually, they're boat shoes, my guy. Classy. It's, it's not classy. Very classy. I'm going to go on yacht later. You know, lake life. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Uh, what, what kind of plane was it? Because that's kind of important. Okay. <clears throat> it was, it was a, a Boeing. Boeing jet, passenger jet. 36 passengers and... Two crew members disembarked for the ransom. So you could say that it was probably a smaller Boeing jet. Okay, the 747 was around during uh, the 70s. That's common. So we'll use that. About 570 miles per hour. Okay, so yeah. About 600, 700 knots. Hold on. Conversion in knots, yeah. I know for constant flight speeds, it's over 500 because you need... 
to be over 200. How fast was the knots? 200 knots. That's about 230 miles per hour. So they said to fly slower, speeds lower so than 200 every, knots. So every, basically every 10 knots, you get an extra mile per hour. That's the conversion, basically. Okay. Bad math, but, you know, close. Nautical. Aerospace. Science. (laughs) Propulsion. Aviton force reduction. (laughs) Alpha Centauri. Alpha Centauri. B. A. Four. S. (laughs) Sesame Street. The fuck? (laughs) Big Bird. Ostrich. Cow. Mammal. Beef. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, all right. What the fuck just happened? 11 miles per hour. Okay, so two, 200 knots. 200 knots, roughly 230 miles per hour. First off, that jet's moving pretty fucking slow for a jet. Especially yeah, one that's It's size. barely lumbering. It's barely a loft. Barely a loft. Okay. Yes. Great. All right. <laughs> Trees. <laughs> what is happening? Oh okay, yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. So it's 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 barely aloft, <laughs> somewhere in between Seattle and Mexico City, and it's how? What's the altitude? Under ten thousand. That's fucking low, man. Yeah, it's barely aloft. It's almost one bedroom. <laughs> okay. It's going to be $3,000 a month. <laughs> but you got to keep up with it because it moves at 198 miles an hour. What's your credit score? <laughs> That's a very extensive apartment. How do you get up there? A ladder? Don't worry about it. You're not getting it. It's already sold. We know how to get out. <laughs> Just parachutes. Just parachute out. Oh, I'm, I might be around my work right now, so I'm going to go ahead and bail. Woo! That's some good kafafi. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, so while the crew was in the cockpit. Okay, so apparently he shoved all the crew into the cockpit. <laughs> Cooper you lowered. Know, the pit for cock. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Devin. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, we're sober. <laughs> you know, the cockpit. The pit full of cocks. <laughs> All right, and then you ruined it. Then you ruined it. Yes, I do. I do that a lot. That's what she said too. <laughs> Woo! All right. Welcome to the comedy podcast. Finally, right? It only took us two seasons to get here. God damn! All right, so they're flying. They're flying aloft. <laughs> Not a bedroom. Did that speak? While the crew was in the cockpit, Cooper lowered the stairs at the back of the plane and jumped out shortly after 8 p.m. Now, how do they know that time frame? I'm curious. Uh, the jet continued to Reno, mean? Nevada. The eyewitness accounts. They probably would have been like, everybody was in the cockpit. <laughs> you don't think there's a fucking watch in there? They don't know when he jumped. They just know when he lowered the stairs, probably from a sensor. But they don't know when he jumped. Yeah, you would probably assume, you know, roughly. Around mm-hmm. that time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Unless he shuffled them in there throughout the flight. 
did some fucking tomfoolery. Because if they were able to try, they could, with that information, if they knew what time he jumped out of the plane, they could triangulate landing positions in cities and everything else. Yeah. So they can't find the motherfucker. Well, he probably had a fucking huge head start, right? So, in under threat of bombing, I'm pretty sure nobody left that cockpit to check to make sure he left that plane. Also, it, when 9-11 happened and all this shit was going down, uh, what was the passenger jet that uh, people actually ended up fighting back and they took the plane down? That was a 747, I believe. Wasn't there fighter jets escorting that fucking bitch? Where were the fighter jets? Why weren't there fighter jets escorting this plane? The military didn't care. What? <laughs> I mean... There's a rogue airplane with a bomb on it. It ain't rogue. There's being piloted by a pilot. It's under 10,000 feet. That's pretty damn rogue. Okay. 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 Hello, <laughs> Bean. But let me tell you something. Man had a plan. Yeah, he did. The weirdest thing, I guess you could make that point, is that the government stayed the fuck back. Yeah. That's not like them. No, it isn't. No, it's not. At all. Not even close. They're like, hide and go seek. Tag, you're it. <laughs> I'm going to burn this forest down to find you, bitch. <laughs> That's how the U.S. government does it. Yeah, but on this one, on this one, they're just like, huh, okay, you go on the plane, jump yeah. out, we'll see if we can find we, you. Yeah, that's ins- Why did they become German? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even German. That was pretty German. So we'll see if we can find you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's sus. It is sus. So the jet did continue to Reno, Nevada, and news of the hijack as news of the hijacking spread, a reporting mistake rendered the hijacker's name as DB Cooper instead of Dan Cooper. The misnaming entered the public lexicon. Now, to be fair, Dan Cooper probably a false name too. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? But imagine, just imagine <laughs> if you will. You gave your real name. What a fucking fool. You gave your real name. You go up there. You do the thing. You hop out. And you get away with this for 60 years because they're like, DB? Anybody know DB? <laughs> DB, have you seen DB Cooper? There's a, there's a Dan Cooper. No, no P. It's absolutely not Dan Cooper. <laughs> have you read the papers? Have you seen the news? It is DB Cooper. Hi, my name is Dan Cooper. Nope, you're not the one we're looking for. <laughs> Fucking briefcase full of money. <laughs> just backpacks on it. <laughs> just hanging out of his pockets. I'm Dan. No, you're not him. Get the fuck out of here. Also, we really like your money suit, Dan. Nice That's money suit. Fucking sick, dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> 1970. Yeah, dog. That's it. That's sick, dude. My guy. <laughs> So um, there were people who did see Dan Cooper on the plane before the, uh, the exchange was made. And this is after the flight. There was an artist portraits of the hijacker were created. Mm-hmm. Now, here's an interesting thing. Why wouldn't the police, FBI, whoever handled this investigation, as soon as that plane had exited off its passengers, why was there not somebody with a fucking sketch pad Right there, ready to be like, hey, do you see what that fucker looked like? Let me get a sketch of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they waited. They waited so long to generate an image 
And by that time, details flood out of the mind so fast. Yo, what if this is a black ops? It probably was. <laughs> but what's the motive? What if he was an alien? He probably wouldn't need two hundred thousand dollars. Well, you know, aliens need too, Devin. <laughs> he doesn't know what money means. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not biting on that one. Did you see? Um, what was this movie I just recently watched? It was. It was. Pay- oh, it was in the show Loki. Loki was DB Cooper. They just made that reference in Loki. Remember? I don't remember that. Okay, so one of the Loki very uh, when they were going through Loki's history, this is in like the first five episodes. Spoiler alert! <laughs> in like the first five episodes, they were going through his history, and it, and uh, uh, the guy Owen Wilson, yeah, Owen Wilson was showing wow. Loki. Wow. <laughs> oh wow! It's ADHD, dude. If you say that around anyone talking about Owen Wilson, wow. it's wow. Wow. <laughs> anyway, he was showing him his fucking history in his life and all the things that he did. Well, on one of them, Loki was sitting on a plane, had the glasses, the bla- the black tux. I do remember yep. this. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he was like, yeah. off the plane. Yeah. And then, zoop. Yeah. Sucked back to Asgard. Just He was just fucking around. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. What if it was something like that? <laughs> like that... That's plausible. No, actually, you know what's funny is, is I don't think Jessica caught that reference when we were watching it together, and I just giggled. I went DB Cooper. I'm glad you got that because yeah. I thought now, my Jess didn't get it either. Uh, <laughs> I was like DB Cooper. God. She was like, "What? What a weird world we live in." <laughs> my Jess. <laughs> oh, we have to specify it that way, otherwise people think yeah, we're no, dating the same 100%, woman. One hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although they love each other very much, they are. Very, very different people. So, D.B. Cooper. Yes. Um, So, after the flight, like I was saying, (laughs) completely canonically, uh, after the flight, the sketch artist portrays of the portraits of the hijacker were created. Hello? After the flight, sketch artist portraits of the hijacker were created. The FBI, yes, I did it. The FBI (laughs) discovered, or described, God damn it, described Cooper as a white male at six foot one, 170 to 175 pounds. Age, middle 40s. Olive complexion, brown eyes, black hair. Conventional haircut, parted on the left. If this sounds like your man, <laughs> call 555, get a date now. FBI agents collecting evidence. Uh, FBI agents collected evidence, including the hijacker's clip-on necktie. Uh, he, he used a clip-on? That's why he needed the money. That He's tells me not everything. Even classy. He is Dude. James not Bond. <laughs> <laughs> He's James out on Bond. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, there's a theory. Whoa. Oh, he just got out of jail, maybe? Ooh. Ooh and this is the only suit he could afford? Ooh. It's getting spicy. Okay. <laughs> Let's get the tea. <laughs> Spill the tea, honey. Oh, no. no. FBI agents collected evidence, including the hijacker's clip-on tie. The wow, clip-on. And eight <laughs> cigarette butts. Wow, clip-on. <laughs> Fancy. And eight cigarette butts from when he smoked in the chair. Because mm. you could smoke on airplanes back then. Wait, couldn't they get the DNA off? They didn't have DNA in the 70s. Well, we've had DNA since the beginning of time, sir. Uh, didn't have DNA tests. <laughs> yeah, but there was a there was a guy who actually got recently got off of uh, 
out of death row because uh, they went back and they took some of the stuff and retested it. If they had bothered to collect that evidence, they mm. could have tested it. So here's the interesting thing about DNA testing. They can only test and find you if you're already in a system. I understand that, yeah. So back then they didn't have it. So even if they were to test the DNA of D.B. Cooper... They couldn't find anything. Unless they had a D.B. Cooper to test against. Exactly. Mm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Vaccination. We're not going there. You're right. <laughs> so, FBI agents collected evidence, including the hijacker's clip-on necktie, eight cigarette butts. Though Cooper hadn't left his ransom note behind, agents also undertook ground searches and conducted interviews. More than 800 suspects would come to the Bureau's attention over the first five years of this investigation. Fuck. Yeah, give up. That's just random. Imagine imagine being the guy that's been headed for this. this, You're just sitting there like, I'm fucking done. This is the end of my career. (laughs) I've been shoehorned. That's probably why in 2016 they did it. They did away with the case because it's like, ah, fuck it, I'm retiring. I've done my whole life on DVD. There, it's over. See, we can go find the money. The money's gone. <laughs> yeah, it got eaten by that Kodiak. Was, who knows? It could have been Trump. Oh. Think boy, Trump was D.B. Cooper? No, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, he got a small loan of a million dollars from his father. Oh, interesting. Sounds like a very similar number to what D.B. Cooper got. Wasn't that guy an immigrant? I think it was an immigrant. He ended up becoming like a... Hmm. D.B. Cooper was known to have a very olive complexion. I thought he was a white dude. Olive complexion. That's what they said. Middle age, 40s, all the collection, brown eyes, black hair. What does that mean, green? No. <laughs> Most of the time when you hear all of complexion, it's like very, either very, very tan. What do they call military colors? Olive drab? Yeah. It's green, bro. That's gross. All of complexion. It's like, uh. They're probably trying to say he's Italian looking. They're probably, what they're probably trying to say is he has jaundice and that he's very ill. <laughs> that would be yellow. <laughs> You're right. The disappearance of D.B. Cooper! One theory of the case is that Cooper didn't survive the jump. Yeah. Succumbing either to his jump or the conditions in which that he landed. Yeah. He left the plane during a storm, by the way. Oh, shit. Amid a 200 mile per hour winds and might have not been able to deploy his chute, even if his chute did open. It was not a type that could be steered. So these were just... It was like just a drop parachute. Uh, I guess shoots back then were kind of like, hold on, see where you go kind of deal. They're not like parachutes of today. And landing in rough wooded terrain at night is very dangerous, even for very skilled parachutists. <laughs> even for a skilled parachutist with, some, with a parachute that you can actually fucking steer. Right. <laughs> and particularly for a man wearing just a suit, loafers, and a trench coat. Nah, dude, this guy jumped out of an airplane, his chute deployed, he got knocked around by the wind, he hit a tree, he broke his leg, he couldn't run or do anything because he had a broken leg. There's a funny joke on Family Guy where they find D.B. Cooper's body still hanging in a tree and the bag of money's down there, and Stewie goes up and grabs the bag, he's like, oh, look at all this money, and then he walks off with it, and D.B. Cooper's skeleton's just sitting there. (laughs) Yeah, dude. That's plausible. Yeah, dude. No, he, he hit the ground all right, and uh, he broke his leg, and uh, Kodiak just came up and started gnawing on him. I think he's still in a tree. It was Yogi the Bear. How many times are people... How, how many people are looking up for D.B. Cooper? How many people are looking in a dead bear's stomach? We need to look in more caves. <laughs> we need to check more bears. 
Yeah, check the bears out. <laughs> we need to x-ray all the bears. <laughs> all bears in single file <laughs> for x-ray. Hey, 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 orderly fashion. <laughs> hey, quit bearing around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so bearish. You'll get your salmon in a minute. You're going to say they get very uh, barehanded? <laughs> Calm down, Yogi. <laughs> no more picnic baskets for you. <laughs> what is happening? Chill out or we'll take you right away to bare arms. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are on point with the fucking jokes today. Yeah, dude. And especially if it was up north. Oh, yeah. Like near Seattle. Could have been real grizzly up there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think so. You know what? Also, if it, if, well, no, they said it was lower. So at, at the same time, it's almost like it was just, he had the bare necessities. <laughs> you think he was bare naked when he died? Bare naked and afraid. <clears throat> you know what? I think he barely made it. <laughs> Hey, that's 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 the good one. That's, that's what we end on that one. End on that one. That was the high note right there. God damn. <laughs> so law enforcement were in the air following the hijacked flight. Huh. I'll be damned, Devin. Wait. They did put jets up with that motherfucker. Well, how did he get him? They didn't see him where he landed? In the middle of a night during a storm? I You're mean, not going to see a blacked out man. Yeah. That's not happening. Yeah. Especially moving at 198 miles an hour. So law enforcement were in the air following the hijacked flight, but it but didn't see Cooper's actual jump. Some Cooper aficionados have speculated that instead of the flight path the FBI used in its investigation, Cooper actually left the plane while it was still on what was then to be dubbed the Western flight path, about seven miles farther west. The manhunt, therefore, might have been focused in the wrong area entirely on purpose. Oh. But the jets were fi- following the jetliner, right? So the plausibility of this is, I guess they didn't get the jets in the air. So they never had eyes on. So during that first initial takeoff when they were uh, rerouting the aircraft, he might have bailed then. Like, really soon before the storm, which is why the flights, where the other path where they were heading, didn't sh- they, didn't, they didn't see nothing. He never, <clears throat> he never jumped. That's another theory. Mm. That he never left the plane. Mm. Or, <clears throat> what if, what if, what if it was one of the people on the plane when it landed, right? But how else would they get the money? Because the money was put onto the aircraft. Because the, one of them was working with D.B. Cooper, and D.B. Cooper escaped with all the other people who got off the plane that were supposed to be hostages. Right. That is plausible to a degree, but the money would still be on the aircraft. Same with the parachutes. And all, I guess, I don't know if all the parachutes were found or well, if no, just they one just of them th- was taken. Well, they just throw the parachutes out the, out the, out the fucking door, door, and then they hide the money until... Yeah. Whatever. So here's my potential theory. Okay. If you look at those aircraft, I'm not sure if it was a Boeing 747 or not, but sure. those aircraft do have a considerable amount of hiding space in them. I know that. <sighs> my personal theory, at this point with the information that I have been able to just at this point total, 
mm. my with the information I have, I think that it's very plausible that the whole opening of the door and all this other shit completely falsified. So what actually happened was, I think that he and the mutt he opened the door, tossed everything out the fucking door, um, and to pre- maybe even put parachutes on the bags of money, mm. and had somebody pick them up. Then he hid in the aircraft in a small hideaway compartment somewhere in the mechanics, waited till the plane landed, got cleared, then snuck out of the airplane dressed as another uh, airport worker. Whoa. And then went to go meet a rendezvous with a co-partner. That's what I think he probably did, because that makes sense. But then, okay, but then you're, you're only splitting, well, I guess, you know. That'd be what, like six hundred seventy-five thousand dollars each. Money. Yeah, each, if you had two part, if you had one partner, <clears throat> yeah. Or you get all the money after you kill your cohort from that after you picked up the money. Uh, DB's a murderer. We don't know that he's a murderer. Let's just say we're getting a little DB deep into this story. <laughs> what else? So you got? here's the ransom money. A little more information about the ransom money. In 1980, a boy camping with his family oh, found $5,800 buried on the banks of Washington's Columbia River. What was he digging? I just saw it there. Bar- like, so maybe saw the tag of a suitcase or something. Started digging it up and saw it, found it. Holy shit. That's a lot Serial of numbers on the bills linked them to the Cooper case. Yo! However, the location of this discovery near Portland, Oregon, was several miles from Cooper's suspected jump zone over Ariel of Ariel, Washington. Okay, and he couldn't have walked. What the fuck? I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like that's that's a but dumb... also why bury that money there? I don't know. That's a question. What if he had to go back? Maybe he was hiding it. Maybe he was waiting. Yeah, that could be a thing just to store it. Mm-hmm. But it's also by a riverbank. I feel like even if you did it for an extended period of time, that could be risking the money. Could be risky. So the area was searched, but no other evidence was located. No bills from Cooper's ransom have ever been discovered into circulation. Mm. They continuously look for that. <clears throat> so that's interesting, too, because they can track the serial numbers that they gave him. Right. Now, suspects list are as follows. <laughs> now, the Is suspects this the 800 list? list? Is this the 800 oh, person list? Not all of them. <laughs> so here's some of the suspects. Since 1971, many men have come under suspicion of possibly being Cooper. Are you? No. Among them, there are Robert Rackstraw. Oh, yeah. R.R. R.R. Cooper? Ooh. Which was a military veteran with parachute training who had several brushes with the law. He was dismissed as a suspect by the FBI, but in 2018, a fellow veteran said he decoded messages allegedly sent by Cooper and implicated Rackstraw in those messages. Also, before his 2019 death, not long after that uh, discovery was uh, made public, Rackstraw at times made cryptic comments about the case, then rather denying involvement at all. Mm. Very interesting. And in 1972, Richard Floyd McCoy Jr. hijacked a Boeing 727, the same type of plane Did targeted by Cooper. Floyd McCoy. Richard Floyd McCoy <laughs> Jr. hijacked a plane 
which was a Boeing 740, uh, 727, I'm sorry, um, which is the same type of plane Cooper targeted. Mm. After receiving his ransom money, McCoy parachuted from the plane, similar to the way Cooper did, and despite his matching M.O., McCoy did not resemble the sketches of Cooper, though. After escaping from prison in 1974, McCoy was killed in a shootout with police. Could he have been Cooper all along in reenacting his glory days? So the Boeing 727 looks much more like, you know, a, a plausible. Uh-huh. Yeah. A plane that you could run at those knots in that altitude. I mean, I'm I am no pilot <clears throat> and I know nothing really about Oh yeah, those. you are. You're on flight simulator for a whole hour. Less than. <laughs> no, you were actually on there for almost a day. Um <clears throat> Yeah, no, you could definitely and this does look to be like more like in that forty person range. Yeah, it makes sense. So it's it's not like because uh, I know forty sevens hold about a hundred people roughly. Yeah, they're big. They're big boys. <clears throat> yeah, big boys. Uh, then there's Lynn Doyle, Cooper's niece, Maria Cooper. Here's an interesting question. How do we know that this is actually Cooper's niece? If so, wouldn't that mean we have identified Cooper? Or is this just somebody with the last name Cooper? <clears throat> Questions. So Lynn Doyle, Cooper's niece, Maria Cooper, reported in 2011... That in 1971, she heard her uncle say, we did it. Our money problems are over. We hijacked an airplane. (laughs) What? The FBI investigated, but ended up ruling out Lynn as a suspect. Why would she be the suspect? She didn't commit the crime. But you are very close to finding, potentially, the motherfucker. Unless her uncle, you know, was playing a flight simulator. Possible. Very possible. <laughs> Probably not. No. But. <laughs> we did it. We hijacked an airplane on Grand Theft Auto. She just forgot <laughs> that part. <laughs> she left that. She conveniently left that out. Yeah, 1970. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, our Grand Theft Auto's 1971 was great. I know, right? Wasn't the graphics so fucking real? <laughs> <laughs> Ultra realistic. Ultra realistic. Uh, then there is Kenneth Christensen. A military paratrooper who worked for Northwest Orient Airlines. I never trusted that Christensen. Yeah, I know. I knew one once. Uh, he. Mm. <laughs> then there was Kenneth Christensen, a military paratrooper who worked for the Northwest Orient Airlines. So he worked for the company, was put forward as a potential Cooper suspect mm. by his brother. Damn. Bro's going to give you up? Yeah. A year, a year after the hijacking, Christensen was able to purchase a house with cash. That's sus. Super sus. I feel like this is just playing a giant game of Among Us yeah. with the U.S. government. Yeah. <laughs> D.B. Cooper called it. Now, this next one is going to be somebody you might recognize. Will Smith. <laughs> William J. Smith. Actually died in 2018, so not the same one. Yeah. Served in the military and would have... That would be crazy. Will Smith did it? <laughs> the Fresh Prince? That olive skin. Yeah. It's olive complexion. Six foot one. Good for him. It's all making sense now. 
<laughs> like I was saying, William J. Smith, who died in 2018, served in the military and would have been capable of making a parachute jump. The data analyst who considered Smith a likely suspect. What a fucking asshole. We're giving enough stuff to data analysts? They don't know shit. They're riding desk jockeys. Anyway, a data analyst who considered Smith a likely suspect found that the bankruptcy of Smith's employer placed his pension in jeopardy, which may have spurred him to strike back at another corporate player. Now, there have actually been pretty substantial movements in the case since 1970, specifically starting roughly around 2016 up into even just last year. Recent oh, developments shit. have come up. Oh, shit. I was very excited when I found these, so here we go. Here we'd go. Here we go. Devin, do you have any thoughts? Uh, From the mothership? <laughs> well, let me tell you this, man. Mm-hmm. You certainly, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but you got on a fucking motorcycle and fucking went with this episode. <laughs> I've been having a hard time keeping up. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> I thought this is very canonical. No, it's great. No, I'm, I'm fucking happy. I'm super happy. I'm enjoying myself right oh, now. Oh, you mean my energy level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Isn't that yeah. great? <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. So I'm having a great time. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, D.B. Cooper's just, it's a wild story, man. It's crazy. I'm excited to hear what the new developments are. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <clears throat> so let me tell you about it. In 2016, <laughs> in 2016, the FBI announced that it was closing the book on its Cooper investigation in order to redirect resources, probably spy on the American public. The Bureau's existing evidence will be preserved, however, and Cooper's cigarette butts from the flight, which could contain DNA, have gone missing. I'm calling it the end. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, so civilians actually can send. This is a this is turned into a phenomenon. So the I'm gonna say that the FBI itself probably oversold the story, creating this whole bunch of people who are actually just like DB Cooper files, and they really try to solve this case. Like this is whole communities on this on Reddit and everywhere. So, mm. check it out. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. <laughs> you don't when you're just like, uh, civilians continued to pursue leads. And in 2020, an amateur scientist shared that he discovered microscopic bits of algae or diatoms on the money that he had, that he had dug up in 1980. So the money that was found in 1980 by the young boy, apparently. Had algae on it? Had some kind of algae on it. That's crazy. It was fucking buried by in a the river. Yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> but the diatoms on these bills only bloom in spring. And the bills had only one season of diatoms on them. Now, this means that the money did not go into the water at the time of Cooper's November 1971 jump. Which he had, which had been one theory that the money would, went into the water and then got washed down the river and got lodged into the embankment. Mm. So this means that it was buried there purposefully. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like year of or like year later? of. Okay. Because there's only one season of it on there. Mm. Like the year it was found. 
the year it was found. Yeah. So that and that was a few years after. Quite a few. Yeah, that's, 1971 to 1981. That's something. That's like 10 years. That's something. That is something. So yeah. it would have had multiple spring seasons. At least it would have had at least 10 ver- yeah. versions of diatoms on it, uh, which I'm learning a lot about algae right now. That's <laughs> that's that's pretty something. Go to your Leslie po- no, your Leslie Pool source for all your algae needs. <laughs> Whatever. Not a sponsor. Could be. <laughs> I could really use the help. <laughs> your, your, your mind is going at a million miles an hour. We already knew this, Devin. <clears throat> you should see how I am when I'm researching. I, I have. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> so, in media, the Cooper case has inspired movies such as the 1981 thriller The Pursuit of D.B. Cooper, documentaries like History Channel's D.B. Cooper Cases Closed, question mark, and the upcoming project produced by HBO and BBC have dev- delved into the case themselves. Songs and books have also been written, and an upcoming project produced by HBO and the BBC have delved into the case. Songs and books have also drawn inspiration from Cooper. In addition, an annual festival in Ariel, Washington happens every year. So it's all tourism. To help keep interest in Cooper. <laughs> keep all, that interest alive. It's tourism, man. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the last three people. Yeah. So theories of who D.B. Cooper actually is. We discussed the boy in 1980. Yeah. The, what, are you saying the boy is a... Is a Potentially. What? Just wait. Okay. In 1980, an eight-year-old boy found 290 $20 bills on the Columbia River. Okay. The serial numbers confirmed the bills were part of a ransom money. None of the other 9,710 bills have surfaced. In 2016, we know the FBI closed its case. But here is the theory. Another theory is that Cooper walked out of the woods, went back to his everyday life, and never revealed his secret. While that seems incredible... There is no shortage of people who are convinced that they know who D.B. Cooper is and are glad to explain why their theory is correct. Now, here's the deal. If he did all that just for fun, that's why he didn't spend any of the money. That's a theory. All right. So here are some theories of people who potentially could be D.B. Cooper. Actual theories that FBI was all wrong about because they 800 suspects were trash. (laughs) That was just an excuse to stop and identify, violate some rights. Oh, my God. Jack Cofflet. Not Coffe. Cofflet. Coffafe. Coffafe. It's spelled C-O-F-F-E-L-T. I almost said Coffafe. <laughs> Jack Coffafe was the first person who claimed to actually be D.B. Cooper. In 1972, he claimed that he was D.B. Cooper, a con man. By the way, wait, 1970, the year after? Yep. Oh, yeah, no shit. He's lying. Yeah, he just wanted the infamy, I guess. Yeah. But he's number one on this list, so he got it. Yeah. Good for you, Jeff <laughs> Kahoflet. Nobody ever heard of you until now. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> Jack Kahoflet was the first person who claimed to be D.B. Cooper in 1972, a con man with a long criminal history. Kahoflet, Kahoflet, was confirmed to have suffered injuries around the time of the hijacking, though. So, sus. However, the FBI found so many inconsistencies in his story that they eliminated him as a suspect. Yeah, that's pretty That didn't liars. stop Kahoflet from pleading his story to major TV networks, who ultimately refused to give him a platform to even speak on. 
Mm. Now, if this was, again, just a deranged scenario concocted by a cacophlet, um, it's potentially possible that you got bored the, and it's like, all right, take me. But then you start getting a little backpedaling a little bit, so you add inconsistencies so that way they don't. But it's just kind of like another way to kind of poke and prod at it, like mm. a serial killer does with their prey. You know what I mean? Nah. You don't think so? Nah, not with this one. I think I think if you get if you get away with this, you shut the fuck up about it. That's what I think. You know, it's I don't know if I got away with hijacking. Yeah, you don't know how to. Sh- I wouldn't shut up. Yeah, you don't know how to shut up. This is why I'm not a criminal. <laughs> I'd be really bad at it. <laughs> I'd be bragging all the time. All the time. Wubba lubba dub dub. So lick it, lick it, lick my balls. Lick it, lick my balls. I sit all time. Never says it. <laughs> I just robbed your store. <laughs> Grass tastes bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second person is Kenneth Christensen. We did talk about him. We did talk that about him. That was a potential FBI suspect. Now, see also this. Hello? Hello? All right, so here's another interesting one. Barbara Dayton. Barbara Dayton underwent gender reassignment surgery in 1969. Man, I bet that was rough. Nice. In the 60s? Yeah, in 69 specifically. Yeah, that's yeah, that had to been really rough. Medical advancements weren't right there yet, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Also, two years before the events. Of- mm-hmm. Interesting, right? Uh, and Barbara Dayton changed her name to Robert. Mm. I don't know where the DB... Oh, I get it. Barbara Dayton. DB. That would be... I know. BD. But if you're just trying to add a little bit of confusion, just flip it around. But why? If you're trying to add confusion, why would you even come close to your If you were going to make up a name, how? Why, why would you make it so simple, Devin? She didn't even come up with DB. If you were going to be the newspaper, right, if you were going to be DG Cooper, yeah, but or remember. would you go GD Cooper? Because goddamn it, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't even come up with DB, right? Like the no, whoever- the new. I know. I'm just what I'm saying. It's yeah. just. Constant constant similarities and yeah, this all part of the simulation. Anyway, (laughs) she later explained to friends how she pulled off the hijacking by disguising herself as a man, then escaping scrutiny afterward as a woman. Dayton died in the year 2002 without ever being prosecuted. Her friends, Pat and Ken, I'm not even going to go there. It's too easy. Formed... uh, Her friends, Pat and Ken Foreman, published The Legend of D.B. Cooper, Death by Natural Causes, a book revealing what Dayton had told them years before. The FBI has actually never really taken Dayton seriously as a suspect, though. But it is an interesting concept. So the whole whole book was written about a woman who changed her sex into a man to commit this hijacking and then revacked back to a woman. No way, right? When you go to get the, go back to get the surgery, the doctor's going to see that you've already gotten the surgery. That would raise some concern, wouldn't it? Maybe. I mean, it could be buyer's remorse. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you're a woman and you got a penis for like a good couple of days, you're like, oh, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> it's too much work. Also, I'm done helicoptering. I've done everything I could do with it. <laughs> <I'm> just- <laughs> All right, let's write this thing up. I'm trying. So, remember Lynn Doyle Cooper? We talked about the potential niece of D.B. Cooper? Yes. Okay. Uh, 
Lynn Doyle Cooper uh, and his brother was like, I guess Lynn was a man. It's okay. So Lynn Doyle Cooper and his brother, Dewey Max Cooper, had the right name to fit the profile. They also lived in Oregon, which also fits the profile, and raised suspicion among their family members about the hijacking in 1971. So anyway, so yeah, Lynn Doyle Cooper uh, and his brother, Dewey Max Cooper, had the right name and lived in Oregon and raised suspicion among their family members about the hijacking in 1971. Now their niece, Marla cooperated with the FBI and talked to media in 2011. Now, Marla Cooper, age 48, citing memories for when she was only eight years old, first told ABC News this week that, and I'm not saying this week, when this article was released. Right, right, right. This week that she recalled her uncles planning something suspicious. Uncles, plural, planning something suspicious just before Thanksgiving in 1971 at her grandmother's house. Uh, the two used walkie-talkies and left supposedly to go turkey hunting, she said. Mm. Just going to go, take her walkie-talkies and <laughs> kill some turkeys. <laughs> hey, you seen turkeys? No, not yet. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on Thanksgiving morning, Lynn Doyle Cooper, known to the family as LD, returned to the home bloody and bruised. That turkey must have had a hell of a punch. Bro, I, I bet it was the Mike Tyson of turkeys. <laughs> Mega turkey. <laughs> have you seen uh, the new season of Rick and Morty? No, I can't. So there's, Don't tell me nothing. Okay, right. Don't tell me Turkeys nothing. are involved. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it so bad. I just haven't been able to find a way to watch it for free yet. Yeah, yeah you can't. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he returned to the home bloody and bruised, claiming that he had been involved in a car accident. Marla Cooper told ABC News this. Now, Marla, who lived in Spokane at the time, said that she overheard L.D. Cooper say, We did it. Our money problems are over. We hijacked an airplane. Soon afterward, the FBI compared the DNA sample that they have of the hijacker with that of L.D. Cooper's daughter. He had already died at this point, obviously. Mm. So, there was no match, and the feds dismissed him as a suspect after that point. But all the other coincidences are very cohesive yeah. to the story. Yeah, but DNA is... D DNA is pretty DNA, Devin. <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> I don't think that's conclusion completely. I just don't. <laughs> uh, there's only there's there's actually like 11 of these other ones. I'm just trying to name a couple that we didn't cover in our hey, earlier. Hey, 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 if people like the DB Cooper, we're going to revisit the DB Cooper. We I might think even, we should investigate the DB Cooper. We might even like full on. We might even have like a, like a in between seasons. We might even have to do like a special like revisit the numerous topics that we didn't finish. DB updates. Well, we could do all of them. There's yeah. a couple of them that we we probably should touch back There's on so many short series and like mini episodes we could do too. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of ideas for that. Yeah. Anywho, William Grosset. William Grosset, Grosset. Was, a, Grosset was a Vietnam veteran of Korea and the Vietnam Wars. Also a survivalist and a parachutist. Mm. That is a word. So I'm glad I said it correctly. Mm. <laughs> I was not sure if that was actually a fucking term, to be honest with you. Uh, he told his sons and a local judge in San Diego that he had committed the 1971 skyjacking. Mm. Interesting that we're saying skyjacking now. I also like that better than hijacking. Yeah. Skyjacking sounds cooler. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. 
Now, his son recalls uh, Grosset having an unusual amount of money at Christmas during 1971. Mm, interesting, interesting. Maybe interesting. there was just a lot of robberies in 1971. <laughs> I'm just it's saying. It's possible. It's very possible. It's possible. His son Greg recalls Grosset having uh, an unusual amount of money in 1971, Christmas, and Grosset's physical characteristics match the descriptions from eyewitnesses. Grosset died in 2003, never being convicted. Um... Gail Cook, who had been investigating the Cooper case for his own, on his own for years, decided that Grosset was most likely D.B. Cooper. And Cook said that he had provided Grosset's fingerprints and DNA to the FBI. But the agency said that there is no evidence to link him with the case. Mm. So is it just maybe the FBI rather keep it a cold case and... Or then not admit that they just can't figure shit out. Well, a man's career was almost certainly ruined by the like. Quite certainly, <laughs> a few careers possibly. I would say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's that's that's, that's plausible. That's if you plausible. if you were the if you were the new guy on the block and somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, you want to reopen that thing that killed like your three predecessors in their jobs?" No, <laughs> no, I'm good dog. Also, like. I wonder if the guy on the D.B. Cooper case ever made it to, like, director of the FBI and was just like, you know what? I made it to this point. Let's just drop the whole fucking thing. Let's it's forget done. about it. I don't ever want to hear the name D.B. Cooper again. <laughs> again. <laughs> if you, if, <laughs> you're going to end up at the bottom of a fucking ocean. Right. <laughs> Lead weights, my friend. Um, you know, this guy has also... All the people have really weird names that are almost, like, rhythmic and rhymey. I don't know why. But Robert Richard Leipsy. Lepsy? <laughs> Leprosy? Oh, God. <laughs> L-E-P-S-Y? Lepsy? Yeah, let's go with that. Lippy? Is he a little bit leppy? He's a little loppy. A little loppy. Yeah, a little loppy. So, Robert Richard Lepsy. <clears throat> what if... Someone who had already been missing for a while, question mark. Mm. There was no, I'm sorry, there were no missing persons reported Thanksgiving week 1971 that fit the description of the hijacker, according to the FBI. But what if someone who had already been missing for quite some time was the one who committed Went this crime? AWOL. Yeah, when they came back into scene, they've been missing for a while. They've already been like programmed. This could be like you know, uh, code word activating spy shit. Oh my God, Russians! Exactly. It was during the Red MK Scare. Ultra. MK yeah, Ultra. MK Ultra. Was that in the seventies? Potentially. Sixties. Well, in nineteen sixty nine, well. Robert Richard Lepsey was a grocery store manager in Grayling, Michigan, when he disappeared. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna go ahead and assume grocery store manager. Don't pay very well. Probably not. I bet that man could have used two hundred grand. Also, thinking about it, probably good motivator. <laughs> yeah. Fuck these fucking fruits. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm tired of stocking shelves and shit. I'm over produce. <laughs> He's overproduced. <laughs> so you better he be let... careful jumping out that airplane. You might so become a vegetable. A grocery store manager in Michigan. Also, fuck life. <laughs> uh, Left work for lunch and was never seen again. <laughs> Lepsey's car was found a few days later at he an snapped. airport, unlocked, mm. with the keys still in the ignition. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck at all. Keys in the ignition, hot, fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> or grocery store, as we should say. <laughs> and invest the show is after party. With the keys in the ignition, hot, fresh out the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> <And invest> <laughs> 
<laughs> it hurts. An investigation revealed some money missing from the store as well. And a man who caught a flight to Mexico. Mm. While researching the case 30 years later, Ross Richardson noticed a strange resemblance between Lepsy and the man known as Stevie Cooper, who could have been somebody who just disappeared twice now. Mm. There is no concrete evidence to the link of the two besides the resemblance and their strange stories. Now, keeping that in mind, there is something that actually I think we should cover is mysterious disappearances. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Yeah, I think that's, a, I mean, a fascinating amount of stories. It depends on the story, but yeah. Oh, plenty of them. I'm just like doing a batch N- file of them. No, no, I'm just saying like it, it depends on the, on the case. Yeah. yeah. There's a show, uh, it's, I think it's called... Uh, disappearances or um, obsessed with disappearances. Anyway, it's a, there's a podcast that's all about a show that's a CBS or a TV show or whatever that talks about dis- mysterious disappearances. And I think that's kind of interesting. Might be something we could cover. As long as it doesn't end like Kyle Oden, we're good. He didn't disappear. I, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Can't promise anything. Uh, <laughs> so remember Richard McCoy? We liked that one. We liked a little bit what we heard about him earlier. Here's his story. Richard McCoy was an, was an actual hijacker. Uh, in April of 1972, he com, uh, commandeered a United States Air Fl- uh, Airlines flight with a hand grenade and <laughs> demanded <laughs> half a million dollars and four parachutes, just like D.B. Cooper, except for D.B. Cooper had a backpack full of dynamite or a briefcase full of dynamite, I should say. Now, after a stop for the cash, the plane took off, and McCoy donned a flight suit and jumped out of the plane over Utah. Mm. Now, was McCoy just a copycat hijacker, or was he actually D.B. Cooper just wanting more money? Oh, so that happened after the... 1972, one year Mm. after. One year Mm. after. So he got away with it once. He's thinking, "Mm, I'm going to do it again, again, but I'm going to need to raise that money. Maybe. Now... Hearing the news of one uh, one of McCoy's friends alerted authorities that he had bragged about having a foolproof hijack plan. First of all, all these people and their friends needed to lose their friends. Yeah, snitches. God damn. Like, everybody that was potentially a suspect, all their family members are like... Come to think of it, he had a lot of money. He was thinking about some hijack, and he said the word hijack. Let's put him on a list. Let's call the FBI. He, like, said, he said the word. Nobody kept their fucking mouth shut. <laughs> he, he, he mentioned to me foolproof hijacking. Plans. I just planned it. Foolproof hijack plan. I think he was D.B. Cooper. I don't remember if they set a reward for the capture or finding of this thing, but I'm sure they did. Sure, yeah. Because, like, also, like... <laughs> If any of my friends, if just for a test, let's just do a test. Mm. Somebody tell somebody that I'm D.B. Cooper. Mm. I was not even born then. Sure, I'm D.B. Cooper, though. All right, cool. <laughs> now, if one of y'all go and tell somebody that I said I was D.B. Cooper and I become a potential, potential suspect at this point, I'm going to cut your fucking throat. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but then you become suspect number one. I wasn't born. Well, I'm saying, but like, yeah, for one of these people, though. Yeah, but still, again, yeah, fuck your friends. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good choices there. Hey, bro, hand me some scissors, bro. I got to do some cutting. I got to do some trimming. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> That's a throwback. <laughs> anyway, so was McCoy just a copy jack, copy jack killer? <laughs> Copycat hijacker? That's a whole lot of mouthful. Potentially. So he did 
brag about having that foolproof hijack plan. And McCoy, a helicopter pilot, skydiver, and veteran, by the way, submitted a handwriting, 5 o'clock, submitted a handwriting sample that matched the notes used by the hijacker. He was convicted and sentenced to 45 years in prison. Ah, damn. Two years later, McCoy escaped from the Lewisburg Federal Penitentiary. Of course he did. And he was killed in a shootout with police. Uh-oh. When they located him three months later. Damn, he didn't even get to spend the money. Nope. Now, assuming, FBI, of course, he is. Of course, assuming. Now, FBI agents Bernie Rhodes and Russell P. Uh, Claim wrote a book titled D.B. Cooper, The Real McCoy. Also, really good book. Um, in which they present their theory that the two hijackers were the same man. And Because the, the last guy's name, the last name of the guy was McCoy, right? Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Is get that, the real McCoy? Is that, is that yeah. where that reference yep. comes that from? It actually is where that reference Whoa! comes from. Oh, yeah. that's I crazy. believe that's where that re- reference comes from. Actually, the real McCoy. That's where it was coined. And funnily enough, those two FBI, the FBI agents that wrote the book, I believe they lost their jobs because they were. <laughs> that's why they had to write the books because they lost their jobs they looking had for no money. Cooper. They needed money. They needed to prove this somehow or another. <laughs> that's crazy. So those are just a few uh, potential suspects of the DB Cooper case. What a wild ride. Pretty wild. Probably not as wild as the parachute drop for DB, but... I mean, we don't know. <laughs> he true. actually jumped. It's true. There's any number of possibilities. I still think he happen. was. He just hit out on the plane somewhere. It's close. But, uh, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts there? Do you think you know who DB Cooper is? Do you I think... Thought, no. You think... Uh, I started this episode thinking it was me. <laughs> it's very possible. We don't know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> This has been another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. And today we took a bite out of the D.B. Cooper case, which we might even do some more on. Yeah, probably. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod, all one word, all lowercase. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at graymanmediaco.com. Please consider donating to our Patreon at Gray Man Media. That helps all of our shows, including mine. Please, I need help. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. Remember, guys, I love you. Question everything. And we'll see you on the next one. Stevie Cooper. I don't got anything with this. What do you know? D.B. Cooper. About D.B. Cooper. Mm-hmm. D.B. Cooper. Well, D.B. Cooper stole a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I ain't got anything else except for he's a weirdo. He might have been an alien or something in between. D.B. Cooper stole a plane and a bunch of fucking money. (laughs) What the fuck? I heard he slapped the flight attendant's ass as he jumped out the plane. And everybody laughed as they were screaming, God, no!